Hey y'all, it's V, the Tax Lane Strategist. Um, want to say good morning and come through with a couple of uh, thoughts. Um, I was real busy this weekend. <clears throat> Met with a lot of organizations, community organizations who call. Had an event this weekend, also one that I um, put together, where we spoke to people about. Um, you know, property and the tax laws and the new tax laws that have come up and any changes in the tax laws. And we broke it down um, in layman's terms so that people could understand exactly what that meant. Um, a lot of conversation came up and some I'm going to talk about um, and some I'm not. Um, I'm a researcher. I collect data. I do that a lot during the uh, the, 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 the course of my life. And so um, I feel pretty safe in saying that um, when I collect data that um, I can uh, go out and, and talk about this data with an assuredness that um, I'm giving uh, people in the neighborhoods, you know, the right information. <clears throat> One thing I want to say Kind of like as an aside for a moment, since it's on my mind, I was turned down a couple of weeks ago to be an exhibitor in um, a festival that's coming up in Houston um, for the, um, uh, there's a festival for the Columbia Tap Trail. I'll be talking about that a little bit more on this podcast, so I'm not going to go into the history of the Brazoria, of the, of the uh, Columbia Tap at the moment. Of course, it's a biking trail. Um, they're having a festival um, uh, uh, in March. And I was sent the information, which I know I'm, I'm aware of it. I, I, I live in the area where most of these people operate. So uh, I'm saying this real quick to, to, to let people know what to do about these things. So, um, I, you know, some of the conversation, and, and I understood it, was about the... Um, the uh, some sometimes we have these organizations um, that that crop up um, in gentrified areas, and um, it makes people feel who are already here feel as if they're being run over. Now I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm saying that's how people feel. And again, uh, when people want to um, uh, call me and talk to me and email me about some of the statements I make when I speak, go out and um, speaking engagements, and when I'm invited to speak to people and tell them what a property retention business is, they accuse me of using a certain language that's divisive, but the division comes from people gentrifying areas and then coming across as doing good work. And, And of course, I'm sure some of it is, doing good work, but alienating the people who are already there. You see, it comes across as if I know better. I'm better than you. We have money. Um, We're making this community better. So sit back, take a seat, and we'll show you how to do this. Okay? There's a lot of uh, bias and uh, racism and um, um preconceived notions in that see 
people in these gentrified areas would have a lot more done if this country would do what it's supposed to do and to uh, unass uh, reparations for folk. Since people in these neighborhoods are four and five generations behind in the wealth of the people that come to the neighborhoods, so it comes across as um, challenging. <clears throat> so I'll say this real quick. I was denied an application. My application was denied for us to take part in this uh, in this festival. And I'm not going to call names on this one. And so, um, and so I, okay. So I, I um, talked to a couple of stakeholders who were very upset about that. And I'm saying, no, 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 let me handle it this way. I know how to handle these kind of things. Um, let me say that I'm a member of a large body of podcaster and radio uh, people. And, uh, but, <clears throat> but, um, so I email. so the email, you know, said that it, the, the, the organization didn't kind of go along with the purpose of the event. Okay. That's kind of standard. Um, and so I, um, emailed him back and, oh, and he suggested that if I had any questions, um, that I was to get in touch with so-and-so, so-and-so, I'm not going to mention her name, um, uh, either. Well, I'm going to mention his name in future podcasts. I'm not going to mention her name. And it's a black woman, of course. So as I don't know, you know, as expected, um, people come through this neighborhood and they deny people who are already here. And then they say, if you have any questions, contact so-and-so, so-and-so. Now, they know I'm a black woman. And this is a black woman they told me to contact. And so uh, black people already know. We've already seen this a million times before. Uh, People uh, deny us. And so they, but they refer us to other black people afterwards. So we can duke it out with each other. And so we know we've been we we know how that goes and that's that's not going to happen we kind of laughed about that this weekend there's always recourse when 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 those things happen but let me just ex- let me say this real quick there is nothing no festival no awareness function no nothing that should be going on in gentrified neighborhoods where a property retention business is not part of of the purpose for the event because because the prop the, the retention business is for the people who are you're hoping to attract so you know you know a lot of these you know uh, uh, you know do-gooders volunteers with these huge, huge uh, portfolios and all these big, uh, all these big uh, statements on LinkedIn um, and and things like that. But when a person says that they look uh, look into a look about a uh, look into and try to uh, be mindful of human needs. You got to first consider people human 
before you really looking out for humans. Y- y'all, y'all follow me here. Um, people have to be human to you before you can look out for humans. That's why in our community, black people community, we often laugh about the fact that certain people um, will rescue a dog before they rescue us. I'll say it again. Some people um, are seen as folk who would rather rescue a dog. And a dog has more value to certain groups. But to but to us, not saying that we don't value animals. I'm saying that people will rescue a dog before they will rescue a human being at the same time. Say that they're all about human needs. You see. So, there's a remedy to all of that. I, I, I'm not concerned about our nonprofit being den, den, denied um, uh, as an exhibitor at that festival because there's remedies to all of that. And, and most of the remedies, all it takes is a simple phone call. <clears throat> Another thing, I was told by someone, oh, I talked to a group of people who said, they kind of laugh at your podcast and and this and that and that. They um, go make sure that they leave you low star ratings on purpose. <clears throat> and I'm like, you know, I'm in the dark. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm busy. I'm a busy person. I work for my community. I get information out. And I'm making sure people understand some things. <clears throat> So I'm like, okay, I know about reviews, but y'all, I didn't know about stars. I mean, I didn't know stars were that important. And so as the researcher that, you know, I am a wannabe, I kind of did some some research on that. And I'm like, oh, wow, is it this easy to get somebody at low stars? So all I got to do is call my friends and tell them about this and have all of them give me five stars? Is that is is that all that this is about. So, um, this is why I spend most of my time talking to and uh, trying to help um, people in gentrified areas understand exactly what's going on. Now, we've been doing a lot of retain your properties. And then if you want to sell them, sell them for market value because here's what's happening and I'm gonna go and 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 um record another segment so I'm trying to s- make sure these aren't so long see here's why that's a problem the idea of tax lien investing became so beneficial to a lot of investors because of the phrase pennies on the dollar Pennies on the dollar meant that they wanted to buy very low and wanted to have a, let's say, a property where they can get for 10 grand at the auction in taxes and this property be worth $100,000. That's a typical example of buying low, pennies on the dollar. So it doesn't, pennies on the dollar concept won't work if people are selling you property that's worth a hundred a hundred thousand for a hundred thousand it won't work you're not getting your pennies on the dollar 
It's not that there's anything that much wrong with your properties. It's just that they won't make their money pennies on the dollar. And so these are the things I explain to people in gentrified areas. Those little things like that, what the what penny on the dollar represents. And so people are going to come out and they're going to examine your property and they're going to, you know, assume to be experts. And these people are no more than experts at at not paying people fair market value than they are at than they are people who appraise property. Okay? I know the difference. People are going to come out, investors are going to come out, they're going to look at your property, they're going to appraise it from the standpoint of what they can get out of it. Now, I, I explained this weekend to this group exactly what all those things are. People have the right to look at property and decide how much it's going to cost to do this, decide how much it's going to cost to do that, and then, and then take that off of what they want to, you know, offer you, and then you get the rest. These are all based on personal opinions, though, based on what people want to pay you, based on what individuals want to pay you. You're better off getting an appraiser from an independent appraiser, and you got to watch them, too, um, and then know what you're going to ask. But the pennies on the dollar concept will not work if you don't give it away. So since our government will not unhand our reparations, we got to think of other ways where, uh, how not to lose. So the how is it that you're an investor, but you're at the same time saying this on a podcast? Well, I'm an investor, but I'm also part of the community where people are losing. I'm not losing because I know how not to lose. But there are people out there who, who are losing only for the sheer fact that they don't know the inroads of this, um, in, you know, investing strategy. So my job is to teach them so that they can make informed decisions. Okay. So I'm going to run, run. I'm going to, uh, come back a little later on today. I will be having some, also some TikTok videos with some information on there. I'm on TikTok as a tax lien strategist on Instagram under Real Property Land Services. Just wanted to kind of start the day off with the, with this particular podcast so we can kind of understand where I'm going the rest of the day with uh, some of the up some of the segments I'm going to upload and also some of the questions and some of the the goals that have was set this weekend some of the questions and uh, some of the uh, problems that we helped to solve um, uh, uh, for the people this weekend and uh, I'm proud of I'm proud of this community I am because I don't want them to feel defeated. I don't want people to become homeless and um, and then have to um, uh, deal with all of the uh, ramifications that comes from that. I want them uh, to win. I want to teach investors that you can invest and you don't have to do it by predatory means. You don't have to do it by by leaving out information that's important and pertinent to people 
so that you can be the only one winning all the time. As investors, we're going to have to stop running through these neighborhoods and having free reign in these neighborhoods as if they belong to us. But again, it comes from a lot of the language. When you look at the language of the volunteers who come through the neighborhood, listen to how they describe themselves on LinkedIn and all these places. Listen to them. Read it. And and then decide, see for yourself what and whom type that you're working with. And so, yeah, it tells a lot about a person when they describe themselves. A lot of words people use out here describing themselves that sound really good, but it ain't helping their neighborhoods that they gentrify because they feel like those people don't understand their language anyway. This is why the the communities get uh, bombarded with gentrification because it's a safe space for people who don't feel like they have to do much, say much, come in and throw up a few things for photo ops and to look good. Let's op- let's start our own civic associations because people don't like to sit under the leadership of uh, the civic uh, associations that are already in place. Why? Because they don't visualize urban dwellers. They don't visualize the urban dwellers who are there right now. They don't visualize them there in the future. So they're working for the future. They're working for, a lot of these volunteers are working for and they're and using the language as if it's already done because that's the goal to do is to remove all these people out of this neighborhood so that when we come together, everyone understands our language. I will, uh, got a few more episodes to upload. Anybody have any questions, you know how to reach me. Um, and I will talk to you all soon.